Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy, and in today's video, I'm bringing you guys the running back zero strategy for fantasy football in 2020. I'm going to explain to you guys how the strategy works, and I'm going to show you guys a mock draft of me drafting using that running back zero strategy. Now, before I get into the video, I'd like to ask you guys, could please click that subscribe button down below. It's free, and I'm going to be producing content every single day to help you guys win your 2020 fantasy football championship. So let's get right into it. So what is the running back zero strategy? Now, I already made a video yesterday, actually not yesterday, it was a few days ago, on the wide receiver zero strategy, which is pretty much the same thing, but instead of drafting for running back zero, you're not drafting any running backs in the first four or five rounds. In that strategy, you're not drafting any wide receivers in the first four or five rounds. So the main goal of this is to get so many high, uh, like safe picks at the wide receiver position, a nice quarterback, a nice tight end, and then try to go for those bold takes at running back. Those guys that are dart throws that you need to hit on to help you win your 2020 fantasy football league. Now, do I recommend doing the running back zero strategy? Honestly, no, I do not because I don't think that this strategy could lead to you winning a majority of time. I actually think loading up on running backs earlier is the better strategy. And I also think the best strategy for your fantasy football draft is to come in with a complete open mind. I don't think you should be locked in. Hey, I got to get a running back in the first round or hey, I got to get a wide receiver or hey, I got to get a tight end in the first three rounds. Thinking all these things, you want to just keep a clear mind and let the draft come to you. So without further ado, we're going to do a running back zero mock draft. So we're going for the 10th overall spot in a 12-team PPR league. Now, wide receiver zero actually works the best. Not wide receiver zero. I should say running back zero works the best in three wide receiver leagues. To me, you can really hammer onto three wide receivers early to really bolster your team. But it also works in two wide receiver leagues, especially in leagues that have flexes. I assume most leagues nowadays have flexes, so it really helps you load up on those wide receivers and the flex, or maybe even go a quarterback early and see how things end up turning out so hopefully you guys understand the wide receivers or the running back zero strategy and if you don't understand it it will be very clear by the time we do this mock draft so the roster positions for the mock one quarterback two running backs two wide outs uh tight end kicker defense six bench spots and a flex so we're going to be drafting against the composite adp of espn fan tax rt sports and fantasy football calculator to give you guys a better idea of what we are drafting from so let's get right into this video so drafting from the 10 hole is typically one of the better spots for the wide receiver zero strategy now not the wide receiver zero strategy i'm sorry i keep saying that the running back zero strategy because you can actually snag two elite wide receivers on the back end of the draft now if you're going with one of the earlier picks maybe your pick four, i wouldn't recommend drafting a wide receiver unless your pick past pick five I would say because at the beginning I think it really load up on the running backs if you're going to do it here with Michael Thomas you're likely not going to get the swing of another elite wide receiver so I right there I'd probably draft a tight end a guy like Kelsey who I think could really help bolster a team so to look at the draft so far Christian McCaffrey Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott Michael Thomas Dalvin Cook Derrick Henry Alvin Kamara Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins so now we are going to be getting our first player of the video so we're not drafting running backs who could completely say get out of here to all of the running backs even though here to me the normal pick would be Joseph Mixon but right now to me the pick is easy since we're going to be going a wide receiver here and that's Julio Jones I understand Julio Jones doesn't necessarily have that extreme upside that a guy like Tyreek Hill brings to you but I think in the first round you want to make sure you're being as safe as possible you got to make sure to wrap it up and I'm going to be wrapping up my team by using Julio Jones a guy who's bound to get 1200 plus yards 1300 yards I know he's only going to score like four fucking touchdowns because the guy just can't find a home in the end zone but I think Julio Jones is going to produce yet again as he has produced for the last seven years of his NFL career the guy's a certified beast one of the best 
wide receivers maybe even ever. He's definitely in the top 20 list. So after we went with Mr. Julio Jones, I'll put our team on the left side of the screen if you guys would like to see that. So after we went with Julio Jones, Tyree Kill came off the board, followed by Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, and Chris Godwin. So notice here how at the first couple, a bunch of picks are always going to be running backs. The first seven picks, typically six out of seven are going to be running backs. And then the wide receivers start to come. So notice this guy went with the same strategy we're using. He's using the running back zero, but the running back zero strategy is defined after the first four, five rounds. You got to get to round four, round five before you can necessarily see that he's doing running back zero. This guy wide receiver zero so far out of the first two rounds. So this does kind of limit our opportunity here because he did take Chris Godwin my next best wide receiver but that's okay with me because there are a bunch of guys here that I actually would very much consider you could obviously go tight end or quarterback here but to me that's a little bit too early if I wanted a tight end you have to be towards the back half of the second round for me to feel the value of drafting one so looking at the board Kenny G Allen Robinson Mike Evans Juju DJ Moore would be all guys that I would be kind of looking at except for really Juju but to me the pick is between Mr. Kenny Galladay and DJ Moore I have them both ranked very highly in my rankings. I actually have Kenny Galladay ranked one spot ahead of DJ Moore, so for me, he is going to be the pick. We saw him do it last year with Matt Stafford and without, so I think that really proves how good of a player Kenny Galladay is, doing it with some quarterback named David Blau out of Purdue, who you've probably never even fucking heard of before he ended up stepping foot on the NFL field, so I think we can see Kenny Galladay perform with or without Stafford, given that Stafford obviously hurt his back. I hope he's fine. It seems like he'll be fine, but if he ends up getting hurt, you won't be too pissed off, because I honestly honestly think that he that he could perform with or without having that great elite potential quarterback in Matthew Stafford. So after we went with Kenny G, Josh Jacobs came off the board, followed by Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, Travis Kelsey, Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, Pat Mahomes. Then the third round commences. Mike Evans, CEH, Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, DJ Moore, Odo Beckham Jr., Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Juju, Smith-Schuster. So notice in the second round, two of the big three tight ends to me came off the board in Kittle, Kelsey. The other third is Andrews. I don't quite have Andrews right now in the same tier as Kelsey and Kittle, but he is very, very close to me. And then the top two quarterbacks in a tier of their own, Lamar and Pat Mahomes, very typical for your at-home league in the second or third round. All four of those guys to end up going something. Also to note, notice in the first two rounds, it's majority running back. And then in round three, we're going to be seeing majority wide receivers round three and four because people have already snagged their running back. So we're going to go ahead and try and draft yet another wide receiver, potentially quarterback maybe, or a tight end at the running back position right here. Guys available, Melvin Gordon, Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell. So right now, had I have gone the two players we already have on our roster, which is Julio Jones and Kenny Galladay, I might say, let me get a safety pick to me in Le'Veon Bell and then attack the wide receiver position again later. Or hey, let me go ahead and get Chris Carson and then attack the wide receiver position again later. But no, that's not the situation we're in. We're forced into a situation because that's how the video works. It's a running back zero strategy. But obviously, you could go a different way to me right here. The pick would obviously be Le'Veon Bell. But looking at the wide receivers, I feel like there's not too much of a drop-off between, between a bunch of these guys that I think we could find in the fourth round. So for that reason, we're going to go ahead and select my tight end number three, Mark Andrews. Now, I'm not a big fan of drafting a tight end early because I think it actually kind of has an impact on your team. But if you draft correctly, if the draft comes your way, that getting Mark Andrews is going to severely boost your team and push them up. Because for one thing, when you're drafting one of those late round tight ends, unless he's a for sure lock in your head like Hayden Hurst is for me, you're kind of 
throwing darts at these things. But Mark Andrews, you set it and forget it. You have That's one of the bonuses is you never have to worry about the tight end. Unless he gets hurt, you legitimately have a guy locked in for 16 games that you know is going to perform. I believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to kind of have to pass the ball a bit more. We saw up against the Tennessee Titans, they threw the ball 50-plus times because they figured out how to stop the run. And I think that might be the blueprint that was needed for the other teams to end up to figuring out how to stop the Baltimore Ravens. So I think we see Mark Andrews get much more involved this season and even though he was heavily involved last year so after we went with Marky Mark Andrews we can see that Zach Ertz can't the board followed by Amari Cooper Cooper Cup and Melvin Gordon so to me Zach Ertz is while he's in the same tier as Mark Andrews I kind of see them as two different guys because I really like Mark Andrews and I really dislike Zach Ertz now Zach Ertz last season had a hell of a season he played well but the thing was the beginning of the season and the end of the season are two completely different seasons now why is that it's due to the fact that Zach Ertz ended up having a team around him that got absolutely clapped and got all they all got hurt and then Zach Ertz emerged when the team was all healthy Zach Ertz was doing diddly squat for your fantasy football roster so if you guys have enjoyed this video thus far you thought any of this information was helpful I would really love if you could click that subscribe button down below so right now our roster we got Julio Kenny Galladay and Mark Andrews pretty easy so far to abide by the running back zero rule even though our team probably would look 90 times better had we have drafted a running back at any of these spots but with that said, I still believe our roster is one of the best rosters in this league. And as long as we hit on those late round running backs, which is what this strategy kind of emphasizes, if you hit on those guys, you could easily dominate this league, especially with the starting three guys we already have on our roster. So now we keep having to look for more positions that aren't a running back right here. Le'Veon still here, easy pick. Even maybe David Johnson would be worthy of a pick here. But now we are going to go ahead and attack our flex spot. I don't really want to take a quarterback in the fourth round, so we're going to go ahead and look for our wide receiver number three or our flex spot. So Robert Woods, Calvin Ridley are the big two guys here to look at. To me, it is close, but Robert Woods is just better to me. I really think that both of these guys are going to have amazing seasons. I just think the Rams are going to be flying high like they did late, 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 late last season with Sean McVay. I think we see Robert Woods really have a great year, especially since Brandon Cooks got his ass skedaddled to Houston. They kicked him out because the Houston said, hey, I want another injury-prone wide receiver to add to my other injury-prone wide receiver. So now looking at the draft board, after we made our selection of Robert Woods, we see Le'Veon Bell, Chris Carson, A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton, Calvin Ridley, David Johnson, Keenan Allen, Tyler Lockett, James Conner, T.Y. Hilton, D.K. Metcalf, D.J. Chark, Devontae Parker, Stephon Diggs, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Debo Samuel. So right there you see nine fucking wide receivers going around. That's just what's going to be happening. When people load up on running backs early, they try to get the wide receivers late. So actually, this does kind of... While it's annoying because a lot of the running backs that are the great ones that I want, there are still people here that I would happily draft at the running back position. But something important to note here, Debo Samuel comes off the board in the fifth round, which is just a no bueno right now, as we don't know what's going to happen with Debo Samuel. The guy ends up fucking up his foot. They're saying, oh, maybe he plays week one, maybe he misses week one. Come August, by the time you're really doing your fantasy drafts, I feel like we'll have a much better idea what Debo Samuel is going to end up doing, or not really what he's going to end up doing, but what he's going to end up playing is he going to play the first couple of weeks because I'm very worried of drafting a guy that's injured already in the fifth round I also saw AJ Green come off in the fucking fifth round and I fucking hate that guy it's just brutal with uh, AJ Green the guy just never ends up staying healthy he's missed more than half of his games in the last two years so we've made it all the way here and to me we are in the fifth round so we're to complete the running back zero strategy by going with 
five players in a row that are not a running back. Now, right here, to me, it screams out that we have to pick a guy like Jonathan Taylor with super high upside, a guy like David Montgomery, but we're not going to be able to do that. And I don't want to draft a fourth wide receiver considering we're not even going to be able to start him, even though I love Tyler Boyd so much. We're going to go ahead and snag quarterback Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. He signs that franchise tag, even though they brutally fucked him right in the ass in Jerry's world and didn't allow him to get a bare contract. But with that said, the guy's going to be a certified beast quarterback too last season. They add a new piece in CeeDee Lamb. I don't understand how anyone thinks Dak Prescott does not have the potential to be up there with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson this year. The guy's a certified fucking beast. After one with Dakota Prescott, Devin Singletary comes off the board, followed by Hollywood Brown, Darren Waller, and Tyler Boyd. So now is when we hammer down on the running back. So Jonathan Taylor is still here, as is David Montgomery. So here is where you kind of have a tough decision, at least to me. Do you want the upside in Jonathan Taylor, where you're not necessarily sure if he's going to play the first Well, he's going to play in the first four games, but is he going to do anything in the first couple of games? Or will Marlon Mack be overwhelmingly doing all the things in those games? Or do you want David Montgomery, who we've seen out what we saw out of him last year? He's kind of a safer pick. Not necessarily super safe, but he's more of a safe pick than Jonathan Taylor. Now, I have Jonathan Taylor ranked higher. I honestly think Jonathan Taylor in a lot of leagues is going to end up being a third-round pick, not a sixth-round pick. But I could actually see David Montgomery falling much further. So I'm going to go with David Montgomery. I think Jonathan Taylor would be a good pick as well. But I feel like I know what I have in David Montgomery. And with the wide receiver core I have, if I can just have a guy that I feel is a bit safer as my running back, one I will happily do that now obviously some people are going to say oh Nick you're a wide receiver and quarterback have the same buy that's stupid don't worry too much on the buys I do kind of worry about them but don't make that be the decider in your pick you want to make sure you have a team that's good to win all year long and if you lose a week because you got a bunch of guys on that week it doesn't really matter because you can fucking win every other game in that case so looking at the draft board after we went with my man David Montgomery Kyler Murray came at the board followed by Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson so something difficult to talk about is the quarterbacks in fantasy football because every league is so different when it comes to quarterbacks. In some leagues, you are going to legitimately see Lamar and Mahomes be first-round picks. Whereas in other leagues, you'll see them in the middle, maybe the third round. And then there's going to be other leagues where there's more of these fancy football, quote-unquote, experts in there where he falls like the fifth round. So it really differentiates from every single league. In some leagues, you will legitimately, you could see Lamar, Mahomes, Dak, Kyler, Russ, Watson, Brady, all gone before the fifth round. So I find it kind of complicated to try to show you guys how to draft a later round quarterback in the later rounds, but I don't even have to do that here because we already drafted Dak Prescott. There's a laundry list of names I do like later in the draft, though. So Kyler Murray, Russ Wilson, Deshaun Watson, that typically happens once someone picks a quarterback and then the other next person's like, holy shit, now I need to get mine because he's not going to come back to me. And then the next guy goes, oh, I'm going to shit myself. I need another one. And the same thing happens with tight ends. You'll see Evan Ingram crawl out the board, then Tyler Higby. I wouldn't have been surprised if that guy didn't draft Travis Kelsey if another one came out the board after that because tight ends and quarterbacks typically start the most runs in fantasy football. You see like a zillion of them go off in a row due to the fact that the position is kind of scarce. It's very top heavy. After we see Tyler Higby, but as is every fucking position except for a really wide receiver. After we see Tyler Higby, Michael Gallup, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. Notice how the two injury-prone teammates go back-to-back Michael Jordan, 96-97. Woo. Jonathan Taylor, very sly pick in the seventh round. Absolute steal. Thomas Brady, Tampa Bay Tom, Marvin Jones, Maddie 
Ice Ice Baby, Drew Brees, Josh Allen, Raheem Mostert, and Deontay Johnson. So now it is our turn up to bat our roster so far. If you look to the left side of your screen, you can see we have Dakota Prescott, David Montgomery, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, and Robert Woods. So a pretty solid roster so far. Now we're going to have to go ahead and dip back into the well and try to get another running back. Looking at the board, Mark Ingram is still available. DeAndre Swift, Kareem Hunt, Cam Bakers, James White, Darius Geis, Tariq Cohen, Matt Breida, Philip Lindsay. To me, this is kind of a very easy pick, but I'm not too sure in your real at-home draft if Kareem Hunt will even fall this far to the seventh round is a bit crazy, but it could happen because a lot of people have the opinion, Kareem Hunt's a fucking backup, Nick, you dumb motherfucker. A lot of people believe that. Now, I'm not saying you guys believe it because a lot of you guys who have been watching me for a while, you know about Kareem Hunt. You know how good my main man Kareem Hunt is. But if you're new, you might not know. Kareem Hunt, before he ended up with that incident, he was a top fantasy football running back. And then he gets he does that. He gets suspended for eight games. He comes back. He performs slightly better than Nick Chubb. Now he's in a situation with Kevin Stefanski where they are going to run the ball more. He was the fourth most heavy run coach in the NFL last year as the offensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. Now he's going to be calling the plays. Now they're going to be running the ball even more in Cleveland. So I think we see Kareem Hunt really ball out a super safe pick who has a lot of upside catching passes on the ground, as, or obviously catching passes, as well as running the rock. Another notable pick there, had he not have been available, I would have happily went with Cam Akers. I really think Cam Akers has a lot of potential this year to be one of those it rookie running backs who just absolutely tears it up. I know Sean McVay said, it's a committee. It's not a fucking committee. Cam Akers is so much better than Darrell Henderson, and even if they don't, they go with the committee at the beginning of the year, eventually Cam Akers will emerge, especially as a running back three. He's going to be riding the pine for my team. I almost feel when you're doing this strategy, you almost have to draft like three or four running backs in a row and then dip back into the wide receiver pool in order to have this strategy work. So I've been with Kareem Hunt, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, uh, Marky Mark Ingram, and DeAndre Swift. So now we'll happily pick the guy I was just speaking about in Cam Akers. If he falls to the eighth round, he's an insta-lock. The Rams are in a good situation to use him. Now, I understand that offensive line isn't as good as it used to be in the past. I understand maybe Todd Gurley is better than Cam Akers, but it doesn't fucking matter because Cam Akers now is going to be the head honcho. He comes out of college at FSU with a terrible line. He goes in the, the NFL with a team that doesn't have the greatest offensive line. He goes to a team now that is going to understand they need to use the two tight end set, the 11 personnel is what I believe it is called. And you know what that does? That adds an extra blocker because the tight end isn't necessarily going to actually go and fucking run down the field. He's going to try to block. So that's going to help Cam Akers and Cam Akers is very good at blocking. So that's also going to help him get more usage on the field. So after he we went with Mr. Cameron Akers of the L. A Rams. We see Christian Kirk come off the board, followed by Jerry Judy, Jameson Crowder, Keyshawn Vaughn, Darius Geis, James White, Darius Slayton, Ronald Jones, Henry Ruggs, John Brown, and I thought A.J. Green was the worst pick of the draft. Psych! It was the San Francisco defense in the ninth round. Do not draft a defense in the ninth round. Wait till the last two rounds to do it. You're crazy if you do it any other way. Justin Jefferson, Sony Michelle, Sterling Shepard, C.D. Lamb, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, and Damian Williams. This team went 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 M's in my bank account. They actually went with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 wide receivers in a row. Quite outrageous, if I'm being quite honest with you. Through nine rounds, we have Dakota Prescott, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Julio, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, Robert Woods, and Cam Akers. So now we're going to be looking for either a running back or a wide receiver here to me. Because since we're going to have the pick at 9-10, then we swing back around four picks later and get our pick yet again. So you can really go either way. I think we're going to go with run, one running back and one wide receiver here. Now, right here is where, since we're doing this 
no running back strategy, the zero running back strategy, I want to go with a more high upside pick here. Typically, I'd go with a safer pick like Philip Lindsay. No, we're going high upside with Mr. J.K. Dobbins. Now, I understand J.K. Dobbins is the backup for Mark Ingram, but if Mark Ingram was to get hurt, I think we see J.K. Dobbins really effective in this Baltimore offense, and I could also see him getting a pass-catching role in that offense now, and even getting a limited amount of touches in a Baltimore offense that is very run-heavy, even though I think they're going to be more pass-heavy this year, we could really see the guy eat regardless, even in a late situation. Philip Lindsay, Pittsburgh Steelers defense, another terrible pick, Mike Williams, and Marlon Mack. So now I think we attack the wide receiver core. We already have three wide receivers. We're going to go ahead and get a fourth since we already have one, two, three, four running backs. Then we're going to go hammer more running backs immediately after this. Unless, no, nah, I don't really think there's a real unless here. I think we're just going to go ahead and draft the wide receiver. So we're going to go with Mecole Hardman here. Super high upside wide receiver. Absolute speedster in Kansas City. With Sammy Watkins potentially not wanting to play. Now he really emerges as the wide receiver two on that team. We saw him be an absolute beast in multiple games last year he's kind of a firecracker you throw into your fucking offense and unlike Jason Pierre-Paul I highly doubt that that firework is going to blow up in your hand I think it's really going to help you but we got absolutely sniped for the pick I actually wanted so after with me Cole Hardman Robert Woods can't the board followed by Preston Will Yump not Robert Woods Rob Gronkowski Preston Williams on Johnson Matthew Breed Darrell Henderson Ravens defense Hunter Henry Anthony Miller Jared Cook Latavius Murray Tevin Coleman Alexander Madison Jalen Rager Buffalo Bills defense Patriots defense Defense. Austin Hooper, Michael Pittman, Zach Moss is the player I wanted. Also, Alexander Madison, the 11th round to me, is kind of a really big steal considering Dalvin Cook right now is holding out. Now, what is my opinion on it? I think he comes back, but you never know with these fucking running backs. It's really impossible to tell unless you know Dalvin Cook personally and can ask him. Now, why I like Zach Moss at this pick is actually because I think we're to see a big split share between Zach Moss and and Devin Singletary. I actually had a video a couple of days ago called Overlooked Players in Fantasy Football, and Zach Moss is one of those players because I really think he has a lot of high upside this year. So I kind of almost wish we drafted Zach Moss and didn't go with McCole Hardman. But with that said, there are still running backs back here in the draft that I actually think have a lot of upside. First here, we're going to go with Duke Johnson. Now, I understand that Bill O'Brien is a dense motherfucker when it comes to using a pass-catching running back. He didn't really use Duke Johnson all that much last year. But with that said... Now they don't really have anyone besides David Johnson and Duke Johnson. The Johnson and Johnson backfield like they're your baby soap. So Duke Johnson is going to get the opportunity, potentially, if David Johnson gets hurt like he's been in the past. So I think Duke Johnson's actually a steal back here. He's like a guy I draft. I've been drafting for the last fucking five years of my fantasy career. He's just a pass-catching running back you snag late in the draft. You can play him some games when your running backs are on a bye week. So after we went with Mr. Duke Johnson the third. It's not even actually what he is. The Earl Duke of Johnson, Robbie Anderson, Tony Pollard, Golden Tate, and Matty Snapback. So if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below and click that notification bell so you guys get notified for every single video. And leave down below in the comments, if you made it this far, who do you prefer to draft? Gronk or Austin Hooper? So now it is my turn to make my picky pick yet again. Now, something also to note in this draft has nothing to do with the running back zero strategy, but the quarterbacks. Now, only one team has picked two quarterbacks, but what do you guys typically do when someone takes another quarterback? Because in a lot of leagues, when you're in with your friends, there's going to be people taking two quarterbacks. Some motherfuckers will take three. So to me, what that means, if you're waiting on quarterbacks, say we hadn't picked Dak, 
this is when I go ahead and try and pick a quarterback because I'm kind of worried about them falling back to me. That's just something important to note. So now it is our pick again. I am going to end up moving the uh, camera that's on your screen right now to the top of the screen so that you guys can actually better see the board when it is our um, when we're looking at the bottom picks. So our team so far, we've got one, two, um, three, four, five running backs. So it's important to have more running backs than wide receivers on your roster. I typically don't draft two quarterbacks or two tight ends, especially if you go super highly on them I would not not advise doing that so now we are drafting our next running back here and to me the next pick is Boston Scott I understand he's a handcuff but he's Miles Sanders handcuff and he has showed off his talent last year if Miles Sanders was to get hurt I really think Boston Scott easily slides into that role and has a very productive bunch of games in that situation and if Miles Sanders was to get hurt you just ship Boston Scott to that guy and if you don't want to play him you can just go ahead and trade his ass so we have six running backs right now. We have one, two, three, four wide receivers. So we could either go six and five or seven and four. To me, it doesn't really matter. So I'm going to go ahead and go another wide receiver since I actually want to talk about this guy. And that is probably, there's a bunch of guys here, but I think I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk because as of right now, I think he's the biggest benefactor to the fact that Debo Samuel ended up getting hurt. So if if that situation does actually happen where he's missing week one, or week two, week three, week four, we could see Brandon Ayuk really emerge in that offense. And I think he's one of those guys that you draft and you just instantly sell him right after the guy blows up week one. You fucking fire off a million trades. Get Brandon Ayuk the fuck off your team because he's going to fucking sizzle down because that team likes to run the ball so much. But for the first couple of weeks, he could be a real Diomande in the rough. So now we have completed our draft pretty much. We just have to draft a defense and a goddamn kicker, which is the most fun part of the draft not so after that we went Brandon Ayuk then uh, Minnesota Vikings Carlos Hyde Dallas Godert and Damian Harris so now it's time to, for me to show you how to draft a kicker and a defense so for kicker pretty fucking easy you scroll down and you draft the best one I actually do have will have kicker rankings in my draft guide I'll probably even make a video about it not too complicated not something you have to really overthink so now for defenses this is where you actually got to use your big brain and you got to think so for week one you're trying to draft based off of week one. What is a defense playing a shitty offense week one? You draft that defense. Now, right now, I haven't done all that in-depth research about it. It's only June, but come July, I will have all that research. The team's playing the shitty fucking week one opponents. So you draft one of those guys. I'm not too sure who the Rams are playing. They're the highest-ranked team. If you look at their games, they're playing Dallas week one, so that's a team you obviously don't want anything to do with because Dallas is a high-powered type of offense. The Eagles get Washington week one. You draft them. The Washington Redskins will probably throw a couple picks. So our team, we get a C plus, probably due to the fact that we went with the running back zero strategy. But I actually think we have a very solid team that if, just if, David Montgomery and Kareem Hunt play good enough, we could easily absolutely skull fuck teams in this league. So looking at our roster, we got Dak Prescott, David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, kicker and defense. And then we have Robert Woods on our team. And our bench is comprised of Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, McCole Hardman, Duke Johnson, Boston Scott, and Brandon Ayuk. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe video or button down below. I'll see you motherfuckers again tomorrow with another video or a podcast. If you're listening to this on podcast, please leave a rating and a review. I love you all. Click on one of the videos on the screen. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye, my friends.